Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Patty. Hi, Brandy. Good to be here. I'm good. It's Friday. It's Friday. I hope it's Friday where you are. <laughs> We're ex- or when you are. When you're <clears throat> We're excited today because um, not only are we um, in our little green room that feels so professional, but not... If not bright. Yeah, sickly green cast and not suited for a podcast because... We're going to have to get a video element one of these days. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want an interview show? <laughs> anyway, we have a guest with us today, if you can't hear from the ambient noise. And we're glad that there are folks who've been with us before. We've got Sarah Doran from Student Financial Services. Hello. And Daniel Hancock from Finance Outreach and Compliance. Hello. Both of you have been on before. We're glad we yes. lured you back. Um, We brought Danielle and Sarah in um, because we wanted to talk a little bit about culture and not in terms of your national culture or the culture in your state or anything like that but organizational culture and how important it is Um, here in finance that's something that we focused on a lot within the last few years and we thought that would be a good thing to maybe examine a little bit more and talk about why it's so important and how it affects people and why getting invested in it as an employee is a worthwhile thing to do. So to start with, when we talk about organizational culture, I think sometimes we take for granted that everybody knows what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. What is organizational culture actually? What is that referring to? Quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? knows? Who's going to raise Raise your hand? (laughs) Hit your buzzer. I would say, you know, to start with, it's about um, organizational culture is about the way employees in a particular organization or company or however you, whatever you call your workplace. Um, the institution. Yeah, how yeah, the institution, <laughs> how they um, behave. It includes behaviors, beliefs, values. What's important. What's important. Um that's that's kind of the thing that comes to my mind when I mean I think when about you th- organizational culture. I said it's not national culture, but it, that's a nice comparison point. Sure. I mean, immediately you can think about okay, American culture versus the French culture. There's some differences there mm-hmm. in like you said, how people behave, what's important, what's normal, what's yeah. not okay. Like mm-hmm. the, all those accepted right. things that you kind of believe and do together as a group, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's it's often hard to define because we live it. Um, you take it, it for granted. You do. And and I've been at the university for a long time. I've worked in finance the entire time. So I've seen a lot of shifts in our culture. But ultimately, we kind of end up at the same place when we talk about it. Um, we have certain things that we have to do, mm-hmm. but it's how we interact with our the rest of our colleagues outside of finance and um, what they should expect of us as well. I, you know, it, so it is, it's kind of hard to, to sort of 
define what your culture is, but when you start digging into it, I think about doing job interviews and yeah. people say, well, what's it like to work here? I was yeah. going there too, Sarah. I was thinking it may be hard to define, but if you've been new in a position in the recent past, you know what it's like to adjust to a new culture. Right, yeah. right. Like we, the, these are things we do do or we don't do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can you can attach some very specific behaviors and things to mm-hmm. when you're describing culture, but it's really more of a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. An right. intangible kind of thing. Yep. And there's something to culture. So, if you're a, depending on what the culture is, it can be very inclusive and bring you in, or it can be very feel very disparate and push you away. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and as you were talking about nationality and that sort of thing, the cultures. Um, I thinking back to a comment that someone said because I'm from Pennsylvania. They said, "Why does everyone from the state of Pennsylvania like if you say someone else from Pennsylvania, I'm from Pennsylvania?" And because not many people are, and, was, <laughs> and you know, no one talks about that, right? Yeah. But we all just do it because it's just part of the what the people of that state have done mm-hmm. over the years. Right? This is not super relevant, but interestingly enough, I always talk about you being from Pennsylvania as a point of like cultural connection because. I'm from the southern part of Illinois, and there was a big migrational shift back in the day from the Pennsylvania coal mines to my part mm-hmm. of Illinois, and I mm-hmm. find a lot of similarities between <laughs> Danielle's existence and mine. Yeah, you just commented about it a yeah. little while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, while you were gone, I was saying how much I missed getting to a talk with you outside of like all our regular meetings. So there you go. Aww. And the culture said, of nice something about being from Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. So. Now we've kind of established basically what we're talking about here, um, that it's not anything um, too hard to understand, even if it's hard to talk about sometimes. We, we know what we're talking about. Um, and it's something that I think used to not be so focused on mm-hmm. in the workplace, but then you know, trends shift and whatnot. I think this is an important one. I'm glad we talk about this. But why is it important now? Well, I, I think it, I want to talk about why, why, what's the difference now? For, what, for why you think it became Like why important? it's important yeah. now versus before? No, that makes if sense. If you think about history and how people, you know, like our parents or, and their, our parents' parents This is were, really interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. Um, I approve of the change that we're taking. Um, they often worked for a company their whole lives. Right. One company, mm-hmm. one job, stayed right. there the whole time. Do you think a company that knows they've got that kind of a hold on people really cares that much about culture? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not. It probably was not a big focus on, you know, you just should be lucky that you have right. a job. Yeah, and honestly, job. those that whole group of people brought that, the norm of, I don't want to say mindless dedication, but like, the expectation that you would be dedicated. Right. Yes. Loyal. Say, loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. Right. Like, yes. it was an understood. It was a given. Right. So, and so now, they with that people really split. job searching mm-hmm. and going to where there's a lot more competition, not just for the person seeking a job, but for the companies that are hiring yep. um, to hire the best people, that you you got to be selling more than just the job. And you also have to be selling more than just the compensation or the salary. Yep. Mm-hmm. You spend a lot of time at work. Right. Yeah. Right. So you want to be somewhere. So I think that's why it's yeah, changed. Where the culture is a bit. So. And I think pairing it, w- pairing with what you said, I think also because we are all so much more aware of cultural failures 
in organizations like Enron, you know, right. corruption, things that collapse. <laughs> We're more aware of it too, I think. Mm -hmm. And we realize that it's an important thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is an important thing now. We can pick and choose a little more. And I'm sure there, nobody in the audience has ever had a bad job <laughs> where the culture was bad. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily that you didn't like your job. It was that it was a bad fit for you in a culture. Well, even sense. if right. like you go online and you look at job searches, not that I ever do that. No. Um, but <laughs> um, I do for other people. Yes. Um, but you'll see <laughs> like you'll see companies and you'll see the first the kind of first thing you see, especially on those big job search sites like Indeed and Glassdoor and those kinds of things, you'll see the the job comes up and you'll see people have said what they say about working oh, there. Oh yeah. And it's oh. always about culture. It is. Almost right. always. I yeah. mean every now and then they'll be like, yeah. Oh, um the parking the is that or the, I, <laughs> I've never seen that, but they'll say I did when I looked for UVA, I looked at UVA the comments on about working at UVA. And it was, there were some pockets, you know, in different, mm -hmm. or UVA is huge. Mm -hmm. So people would talk about things they didn't like in their department. But the, the one big negative was parking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is true. But, but there are always comments like, um, or the most common are things like, great place to work, or um, on the negative side, people will say, yeah, the leadership wasn't there, or, you know, it's always things that are not they didn't necessarily, care about us. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily that are, that are, exactly about the company or even like even like the mission of the company um, or the um, pay every now and then you'll see that but it's always about it just seems so often that it's about um, more of that those kind of intangible things right well and I think generationally you know as you alluded to Patty our parents or their parents the expectation of what you of what work was mm -hmm. was very different and now More compartmentalized too right and and it was you know my mom didn't work my dad was the one who went to work and so his expectations of his job were very different than what mine are now and even as we you know hire folks that are much younger than I am the world has changed. The yeah. world is so different and expectations of balance in your life and it's got to all fit together. Mm -hmm. People leave. Yeah. And, and so you have to have those intangibles that people want to yeah, go people work people are attracted there. to. I mean, you think yeah. about places like Google. Well, they work those folks to death, but yet still people are, are want to work there. Mm -hmm. yeah. and why is that? Two small mm -hmm. tables. Right. <laughs> I mean, they, they expect culture. you yeah. to kind of live there, but, yeah. but that's the culture that they have. And for the folks who really love that, that's what they're going to be attracted to. Yep. But you have to know what that is to mm -hmm. attract the kind of people that you And Sarah, that's attract. where I think it's a good jumping off point for the next piece of this puzzle, which is, yes, every place has a culture, whether you acknowledge it or not. And yes, if you ask any employee of any organization to define some of those characteristics, they could. But it's the intentionality of mm -hmm. it and building the culture and trying to make something different or better. That's what right. we're talking about right. here. Yeah. That you can all you can have a culture, but 
what are you really doing with it intentionally? Like you're right. saying to attract people, to keep people. So maybe this is a good point to draw on our personal experience and talk about where that started for finance. And I'm looking at yeah, you, Sarah, sure. because you were here for that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, and having been in finance for, for yeah. a lot of years, you go through cultural shifts. You have different leadership. And like you said, generations. And, and different yeah. generations. And the people that we want to attract now are very different than those that we wanted to attract back when I started um, in 1986. Um, so... Mel and and we had a Melody Bianchetto became our vice president and um, that's she, a big difference too that new leadership was, that mm -hmm. was new leadership and she not that she was new when we kind of started looking at at this but she realized that finance had grown a lot and there were a lot of different groups of people in it that did not necessarily interact all that much you know they had their jobs to do but. And she wanted to create a more cohesive group that understood what our mission was overall. And that actually what I really loved about what we did is she wanted us to tell her, what is that? Yeah. Um, so we all got together in a big room over in um, Newcomb Hall in the ballroom on a, I think it was January 4th. It was the first day back. First day back. After oh, wow. <laughs> It was bitterly cold. And I, we had a couple of folks that was their very first day at work. Oh, wow. So that was an interesting introduction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a lot of reluctance to do it. But, you know, but she rightly so said everybody needs to be there. And we sat around and we talked. We went through all these exercises and um, talked about what culture meant to us and what, what we really want to be known for. Mm -hmm. And so out of that came our mission and vision and core values. And then we've built on that. It was it was an appreciative inquiry yes. um, project, I guess, if you want to call it that. We were led through the appreciative inquiry philosophy. So speaking as an educated outsider to that process, because I came along, I think, maybe a year or more after. Um, and at that point, you were all referring to that process casually as AI. <laughs> and right. Yeah, it was it was old news, and we had our established vision, mission, and values. But I remember learning, you know, reading back in the the records and stuff to learn what it what it was we were talking mm -hmm. about. And I don't know anything actually about the methodology of appreciative inquiry, mm -hmm. but I think it's important to note that what that actually is is what's going right, mm -hmm. like what we like about right. us, and starting from that point. And so especially for listeners there who are outside of finance and you're thinking about this process, I like that it starts with what's good and what we like. And I think yeah. it's important to point out that it wasn't just finance. Right. We brought in stakeholders too. Oh, that's so we, brought, we had people outside today. of finance mm -hmm. that came in and were part of the process. And so um, it, I mean, it was mainly finance employees saying what it is that we like mm -hmm. and starting from there. But it was also um, people from outside that work with finance. That's and interesting. So like my, right. my, the person that I worked with um, works for um, the, in the alum, in alumni hall, mm -hmm. but does work with finance. And, and so I did a lot of work with her. And so I got to hear like sort of the outside perspective. That's right. super cool. Right. Yeah. So long ago and far away, I used to work with um, professional age students about um, going into the world of work and 
kind of how you have to sell yourself a little uh-huh. bit in a job interview. And they were very scientifically minded students, so that concept did not <laughs> jive with their experience of the world. And they were like, I was like, think of some things that that make you different from your peers because they were veterinary students. I was like, you're all gonna graduate with the same set of experiences, the same degree, so what is it that makes you different? And we were talking about matching them to a place whose culture they felt like they'd be a fit mm-hmm. for. And I would tell them what makes you different and they were like, I don't know. And I would say, well, ask somebody who works with you a lot. Mm-hmm. What is right. it that makes you different? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And you'll find out things like, you're so patient with people when you're training them or that you really care um, about the details, whatever it is. And it's interesting when you're talking about culture to take that outside perspective and kind of gut check you and reality check you on, okay, do we really care about quality? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And or are there things that we don't even, that we take for granted mm-hmm. about our culture? Mm-hmm. And as a newer person to this organization, I do know that there are things that you all take for granted about your culture that are really great things that I had not had before. So mm-hmm. what are some of those things? Some of those things, um, like just the total understanding that you have a life, that uh-huh. there's work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that's unique to UVA that was actually a little intimidating when I started here is the complete and like expectation that you will be vocal and contribute freely in uh-huh. a group discussion. Like it's, we're going to be all Jeffersonian and <laughs> like yeah. talk yeah. about everything. Yeah. I remember sitting there and thinking, well, everybody like has something super smart to say and like they're just going for it. <laughs> and that was weird to me. I thought you were going to say oh. a complete expectation that you become a UVA sports fan. I know. I was, <laughs> oh, I was waiting for that too. Well, that yeah. is true. Yeah, I have still failed on that one. So you have to have orange in your wardrobe somewhere. Yeah. I look good in orange, so I'll wear the orange. And okay. I hope that we're successful, but I do not sport. <laughs> so, okay. It's, yeah. it's the things that, so we, we went through the process. And we came up with these core values. And just as an example, and for the finance listeners, I can almost like hear you rolling your eyes because here we'll talk about the the values a little bit because we really have made it part of Mm -hmm. what we do. Mm -hmm. But just so everyone gets a sense of what we're talking about, the values that we came up with with, were that we were going to be an impeccable source of information, provide service excellence, take innovative action, be a collaborative partner, and have valued high-performing teams. So I recap those as an example of what that looks like on paper. Mm -hmm. And it's important to codify it in that way. And I joked about us rolling our eyes when we hear it, but that's part of it. You have to make it a very known thing to the Mm -hmm. point that people can rattle them off. Yeah. 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 Well, and the thing that I love about those is that when you're making decisions about what do I need to do or Mm -hmm. what project am I working on, it makes it so much easier to be able, well, is it going to meet one of mm-hmm. those? Because if it's not, mm-hmm. then am I really doing, am I going down a path that I really need to go down? Right. And interestingly enough, I think because we're not just talking about culture, we're talking about how it ties up into a mission and vision. Right. Right. So yeah, that becomes mm-hmm. even more important. Um, and even though... You could, you could say, oh, what difference does it make to have them listed out? Right. We know how we are. And so how will having it on a card or on a website 
really impact the day-to-day operation. The culture is made little step by little step by little step and individual person by individual mm-hmm. person by individual mm-hmm. person. And you know, Patty was talking about recruitment and we talk and we think about retention. Right. So it's all those little steps mm-hmm. that make a place where people want to come and want to stay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So part of culture is living your company's values. And Sarah has talked a little bit about how it helps maybe shape your priorities and your decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, Danielle, when you were talking about having the stakeholders mm-hmm. in that exercise, culture also becomes like that identifiable identity. And I thought about that more recently as we've been recruiting for our FST project, mm-hmm. because you know, you're know you having more movement um, from within the university and people have, they, they're thinking and talking a little bit more about what it would be like to be in finance. Right, right. And that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit more about identity and mm-hmm. how culture shapes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, when we go out, I mean, some people, uh, you know, depending on where you're at, you're, you're limited to your realm of the world. Um, I get out and and talk to people for different right, reasons for yeah. training and hear you know their their um, initial thoughts and things like that and I think it is important to to listen to those things and mm-hmm. to to see what what people say um, and how they react to certain things because again my training brings in people from all over but I hear a lot of times where. I, I, did, I just don't even, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they come in, they feel lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, it, it's important to think about, you know, what it is that we're doing when we're bringing people in, when we're starting with people. Um, and, and and that start them on the right foot um, so that whenever people think about finance, they think about what it's like, you know, mm-hmm. the whole process. Yeah, and it kind of goes to that first value um, which Brandy read off, the being the impeccable source of information. So you being like, especially you, Danielle, with training in one of our our, our class called Finance Fundamentals. Mm-hmm. For finance professionals, it's often the first intro they have to the university. And yeah. that's and important, so, too, because that becomes like part of their onboarding, right, too. Right, absolutely. And I mean, that sets a tone for their whole right. experience. Yeah. Right. And so if they can trust that source... They trust Danielle. I mean, Danielle knows this. She gets people to come back to her all the time uh, for the their entire career. <laughs> <laughs> for everything so, in computer, in, yes, in computer stuff. Yep. Because she's she an impeccable person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she provides service. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Be careful when you're that <laughs> But you know, she is UVA finance though. And right. so she's representing our organization mm-hmm. when she does that. Which and is true for all of us, you know, right. whenever yeah, we go out, right. you know, yeah. um, right. that people know who the central finance people are, mm-hmm. right? And and they, they get that feeling. And so um, they expect a certain level of knowledge from right. us. Mm-hmm. And not that we're always perfect about that, but it's interesting, like, how you hear people talk about us. I think, <laughs> I think because we have, we have intentionally focused on these mm-hmm. pieces of the culture, I think that generally, even when we don't exactly get there, there is an acknowledgement that we are trying. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah, I had an experience many years ago when we implemented the student system, which 
was the new student system. Now it's 10 years old. But we had an epic failure on one piece of it that really impacted the graduate schools. And there, all we could do was then try to scramble and fix it, and we had to bring people in. But in the end of that, because we acknowledged the failure mm -hmm. and said, all right, we need to work on this together, I have some of the most loyal yep. folks that I work mm -hmm. with in the departments who always give me the benefit of the doubt because they know that we worked with them. And you demonstrated your value, and, that value in that right. culture. Yeah. So you don't have to be perfect, but if they know, mm -hmm. you know your goal and, and it's the same goal as theirs. And it's interesting too because I'm probably being idealistic because I think generally we attract the kind of people who like our values. Mm -hmm. True. But yeah. because we make it a big deal. <laughs> but also, I, I would like to think that in a moment where you realize you have a huge mess up on your hands or you've totally missed the boat on something, that an awareness of your core values helps you make the right decision in the moment yeah. too. Because if you're thinking, well, I could shove that one off on someone else right. who'll never know that I did or whatever, right. you know. Right. Like yep. the commitment to being a good source of information, to being a collaborative partner, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm being a little idealistic, but I do think that it no, I, it makes a difference. I think you're right. So other things we were talking a little bit about well we've actually talked a lot a bit a lot of it about <laughs> onboarding. We've talked about keeping people and um, pulling the right people in. But what about the rest of us who've been here a while? What does a good culture do for us on the day-to-day -day basis? It's hmm. a good question. It, yeah, I mean, I just f feel like, I don't know. I mean, a good culture gives you, even if you've been here for a long time, gives you a sense of pride in where you work. It makes you want to be here. It makes you want to come to work. Right. Fewer um, Sunday scaries. Right, fewer Sunday scaries. <laughs> um, it makes you be a better teammate to mm -hmm. your team. Um, you have a shared something. So you, yeah, same. you have, and as you described too, you know, you just have better people think of you in a different way. Um, I always function way. better when I ha when I know expectations. Right. And even just the clarity sure. of it, yeah. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. Well, and, and being a good teammate, but also knowing that if I come across something or something comes across that I don't know mm -hmm. or I need help with, I know that I have people in it, finance that I can reach out to. Good point. It's a um, massive safety net, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. knowing yeah. your culture and it being a supportive one, mm -hmm. it enables you to do your job better and take calculated risks, too, because... Right. It's not. It's not going to be a bunch of sharks in the water coming <laughs> after you if you mess up. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's very true too. Yeah. yeah. Having an, a supportive environment. I think culture really does have a lot to do with your overall well-being. That's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast. Mm -hmm. We bleed the lines all the time between your personal life and your work life, and there are really no such boundaries anymore, especially as the millennial yeah. generation comes in and whatever it is that we're calling the generation after that. <laughs> God, I even know what we're calling it. But um, they really don't have those boundaries. And 
God bless them for it because I'm glad not to have them too. <laughs> Gen X. Yeah. Um, but you're, you spend a lot of time at work. You don't just leave your work at work when you walk out. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't leave your home at the work door when right. you come in. So having a place of wellness and that's good or and overall comfortable, mm-hmm. or maybe comfortable isn't the right word, but supportive, mm-hmm. that makes a big right. difference in your yeah. whole person's yeah. wellness. That you feel good about it. Yeah. And if you feel good about it and you're... you're you know, cube mate or your mm-hmm. office mate or your team also feels good about it, then the more people that feel good about it, the better it is a, as a place to be. Right? And honestly, I felt like I, I am the newest person, right? Yes, I am the newest person. So coming on board in a place that had a fairly strong culture makes it easier to become part of the team because mm-hmm. you see pretty quickly what, it, what that is to be a part of mm-hmm. the team. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to kind of fall in with that and adjust and get going. Yeah. You're not stumbling around as much, I think. Yeah. It's I've interviewed a lot of people um, for diff- various jobs in, in UVA finance and elsewhere. But often, or almost 100% of the time, I'd say, one of the questions they ask is, what is it like to work yeah. there? Right. Mm-hmm. What's, yeah. What is your culture like? And isn't it nice to be able to answer, it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always interesting to me because I can be having kind of a aggravated day. Yeah. And, um, or it's at a busy time or whatever and and doing an interview is it takes a lot of effort mm-hmm. because you want to do the right things yeah. and you want to say the right things but I always come out of them feeling like wow this is a really awesome yes. place to work <laughs> what I just said too. was great <laughs> and, and so it's rejuvenating yeah, because it, is. it reminds you Oh yeah, this these are the reasons we work here. This is what we want the world to see. This is why we do what we do, and and it is yeah, it is kind of funny how you you can forget that, but it comes back so quickly when you're trying to describe it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes, else. yeah, that's a really good point, and it's a good point that you made too that you can be having a really bad day, week, whatever you know, be struggling with a busy time, and I think about us working on this project, there will be many times where it's the opposite of holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Oh, yeah. But the fact that you have these norms and you have this culture makes those difficult experiences much easier to get through. Because A, you're on the same page, you have the same expectations, et cetera, et cetera. But you've also built up that sense that you are a team. Mm-hmm. But then that brings up a whole bunch of interesting stuff too about how with the project, you know, or with any company that's growing, for instance, if you bring on a whole bunch of new people, right. how, getting them oriented into the culture, how that affects things. Mm-hmm. Um, rarely does anything stay the same. And mm-hmm. Sarah, you mentioned right. you've seen things change many times. Um, culture, it's not like something you pin down and say, this is it. I mean, even now right. for finance, right. we're thinking we're, about things yeah. a little differently, yeah. making sure we're still where we want to go and the path ahead is what it, it should be. Well, and like, I mean, and even if you're not bringing on a lot of people, there may just be things that shift, right? And mm-hmm. so it is, it doesn't have to just be new people. Like I think about the, um, the push of more people telecommuting. 
Oh, good more, point. More often, right? Good and point. so now we've got a lot of people that are working in the office, maybe one day a week or less. Mm-hmm. How do we continue to have a culture that feels right. inclusive, collaborative yeah. and inclusive? And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so that, you know, there are many things that might come up mm-hmm. that could change the That's culture. That's a really good point. Yeah. 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 But I, I can honestly say in, in the many years I've worked in finance, the one word that I would say for, for us has, and I've worked in different places within finance, is that we're a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned going through difficult times. Those are the times I remember most fondly. Because you go through it, you if you're implementing a system or you're getting out of a situation that was bad, you come out on the other end and you're so proud. And it's bonding. And it mm-hmm. and yeah, and you totally. you know it's like going to war together. I mean, I, it's not war. I know that, but but it's those are the things that define your your career and mm-hmm. and your work and. It's just kind of fun, mm-hmm. and, and in the end, end, it's exhausting. But it's, yeah, but you think, gosh, we did something really amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go to work, and if you're going to spend eight hours or more a day, forty hours or more a week, right, a whole career's worth of your life, <laughs> then you might as well be somewhere that aligns with what you think is right. important mm-hmm. and gives you a feeling of satisfaction at the end of the day. And as you said, it's a place that what you accomplish means something to you. Mm -hmm. Life's too short to not do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think we've kind of come full circle talking about why culture is important because, I mean, it's only your life (laughs) we're talking about here. Um, It makes it kind of a big deal. Um, so have we forgotten anything? I mean, we've not solved the problem, any problem related to culture. We're just talking about why it's important and maybe you know, for our own finance people giving some context on why it's such a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you've not been on the inside of the process of all this stuff, you just see the, the I'm picking up the little card that has our mission, vision, and values, or you see the website or whatever, or people always refer to these things, why that's a big deal. Or for folks outside, you know, why it's important to pay attention to it. Um, but have we left anything out? No, I mean, I think that there's a, one thing we didn't really talk about, and and I don't think that it was, I think that's intentional that we didn't talk about this, but is really what you, specific things you can do that's to a good improve point. or to have a good culture. And I think the main thing about that is that it, those kinds of things shift all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have certain things that you do and then like you might have a, like say some kind of a really good reward and rec program Mm -hmm. to reward people because that's important to culture for people to be recognized and feel like they're adding value um but that that might might change over time it might become something different so it's fine you know those things those things that you do to support your culture or to to improve it or to have to say that you have a good culture or to to it's not in the things necessarily not necessarily in the things and those things change well i think one of the things that that we've done very well, especially you know, with the appreciative inquiry process and what that's morphed into, is keeping the employee at the focus and and finding out what's important to them. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, people change, things shift. What 
is important to people, but I think that's something that, that we've done well, which is to ask. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of employee engagement surveys. You've mm-hmm. done them all. Mm-hmm. But to continue to find out what's important to people, not it's not a top-down approach at mm-hmm. all. It's a, And that was part of a push, appreciative inquiry. It's what do you all see as good and what should we keep doing and do better as opposed to you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or and, like on Office Space, the big banner that they had up that said, think, before you act, think, is this good for the company? <laughs> right. That's not a good right. culture. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think anyone's yeah. running to get, get a job at Inatech. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the thing I love about what you just said too, Sarah, is that, yes, it's built on what individuals say, but then when I'm looking at what these values are, they are at that level that the individual makes a difference in those things. So... It's not like your your values are that we're going to be the the best producer of whatever. It's something so small as to say we are going to be a collaborative partner, and there is a way for every individual right. to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we just we have one value that is that we will value. We will have valued high performing teams. So there, even one of the values is focused on people as individuals. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that the part that you participate in creating it. And there is an opportunity for you to participate in living it. Right. Right. Yep. It's not that hard. No, it's not. You may not, um, I think about the impeccable source of information and how many small mistakes I make every day. (laughs) I am not impeccable, but like the fact that we strive for it. Mm -hmm. Right. That makes the culture. Right. Absolutely. Anything else, y'all? I'm glad that you're part of our culture. I'm glad you I am going to put in a plug for the culture crew, which is what <laughs> ultimately we created out of the appreciative inquiry effort. We have revamped that a little bit, and um, that's a continuing group that helps to mm-hmm. think about these kinds of things. And, and it ends up being and fun, too. Forward. And yeah. it is. It, it, we've yep. talked about how it's our favorite meeting mm-hmm. every month. And so, and if you're outside of UVA, I'm going to put in a plug for jobs at UVA. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> jobs at Virginia. Look for the finance jobs. Yeah. yeah. So for now, I think we'll go ahead and close up. Thank you all for joining us for Finance Matters. Thank you for our guests being here. You guys need to come back sooner. It's been a long time since we've had you. Um, you all in the audience can read more about what finance is up to on the UVA Finance blog at uvafinance.blogspot.com. If you've got an idea for something cool we should talk about or someone cool we should talk to or a book we should talk about, let us know. You can email me, you can email Patty, or you can tweet us at uva underscore finance. That's all for now. Until next time, do good work because what you're doing matters.